Stop the Madness. What a week. I'm the Executive Director of Progress Iowa. And I'm Ivy Beckham, Communications Director of Progress Iowa. Welcome to What a Week with hot takes about the week's news and shout outs for people doing good in the world. Uh, the NCA tournament is live and underway. Um, so it is March Madness uh, officially, but it has been madness in the Iowa State House all year. Um, but before we get into that um, and, and the madness of this week, we're going to start with a few other headlines about what made news. And we're going to start with this upcoming week is a there's a very somber anniversary. Um, March 24th, Wednesday, is the one-year anniversary of the first death in Iowa due to COVID-19. Uh, uh, about a year ago, um, we were just locking down. Um, people were just going home. Uh, Iowa, Iowa wasn't locking down, unfortunately, because um, the governor really hasn't done much of anything. Uh, but uh, but one year ago, we lost the first Iowa to COVID-19. And so Progress Iowa and a number of coalition partners and elected officials are recognizing that date at and created a virtual memorial, iowacovidmemorial.org. Um, and, and there'll be an event this week where we will read names of the people who, a selection of some of the people who have passed away this past year. Um, so please go to that website, iowacovidmemorial.org and stay tuned for more information about the live broadcast online of that memorial service on Wednesday afternoon. Um, I want to make sure and talk about that, but also just Ivy, like put it out there to you. Like, what does this mean? I mean, a year ago, um, what were you, I mean, what were you thinking? Like, what was, you know, like, uh, it was just kind of bewildering to me, but it's been, it's been a crazy year. I know at first I just thought it'd be a longer spring break and then all right. of a sudden it got really serious and everything's kind of turned around and we have, I think, 5,672 at the moment deaths in Iowa. So that's just, it's just insane. And then reading the stories on COVID Memorial, because we have people share stories about their loved ones. It's just really sad. You see, there was someone who, um, they had a plan this year to go to Hawaii finally. And then of course they couldn't because of COVID. And then unfortunately they passed away. So they didn't get to take this trip. There's a lot of stories like that. And so it's just really sad. So I'm glad that we're at least recognizing this with the memorial and that, um, you know, trying to get some progress on this, but you know, it's just unfortunate overall. Yeah, I um, I failed to mention that you are the one who designed the site, and the one managing this process. As we hope that people who can, if people who have lost loved ones, if they want to submit a name to iowacovidmemorial.org, we will gladly uh, put that name on the memorial site and recognize that person that you've lost. Um, but um, I cannot imagine that's an easy thing to have to, to see those names coming in. So thank you for doing that. Um, but uh, um, I hope that it's it seems like it's been well received. I mean, well received by folks who have who want to, to share and talk about uh, the people they've lost. So um, is that generally what you're seeing as names come in? Yeah, I think so. So I think it's a really hard process, yeah. for especially people who've lost someone. But I do think it's. Um, just a good thing to share this information for sure. Well, um, moving from that 
very tragic topic to um, a very uh, disappointing and um, just frustrating legislative session. Um, we talk about this every single week on this on on this podcast, but the Iowa legislature has just been run amok with um, extreme legislation and. Progress Iowa, what we often do, have done in the past, timed with March Madness and the NCAA tournament, is uh, instead of putting out a Sweet 16, we put out an Extreme 16. And um, and this year, instead of talking about extreme politicians, we are talking about extreme uh, pieces of legislation. And there are way more than 16 that could go on this list and on this bracket. Uh, but So we are asking people to vote. You have till next Thursday to vote for who you, which bills you think are the most extreme. So if you go to progressiowa.org, there'll be a link there. Um, Ivy, who do you think, or what bills do you think are going to make the the top of this bracket? I mean, gosh, it was hard enough to narrow it down to 16. <laughs> um, but I think the voter suppression bill, especially, mm-hmm. I think everyone really hates that one. That's pretty much up there vouchers and then just I mean it's hard there are a lot of bills against the trans community too this year so those are especially horrible so honestly I'll probably vote for all of them yeah what about you I think yeah I think voter suppression is way up there um I think the voucher bill it's maybe like a I mean it's obviously terrible but like doesn't hasn't made quite as much news because hopefully it's um slowing that process is that that the way uh, Mm -hmm. it's not um, it's, it's hopefully going to get, get slowed down or stopped, but, uh, um, but very, very, very bad. Um, and then, yeah, the, perm- the, 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 being able to carry a gun without a permit or background check right. the past this week, um, just, I mean, and, and doing it on a day when eight people were shot and killed in, in Atlanta and, um, just was, it's like the perfect storm, the perfect awful storm of having an extreme bill and doing it at extremely the wrong time, so I think that was um, that was particularly particularly bad. Um, but a lot of competition, unfortunately, this year. So um, so yeah, we can uh, kind of get into some of that uh, now. But what what was what was happening this year or this week? I mean, yeah. uh, all the madness. Yeah, with the gun, with the guns one. I mean, it's just so dangerous, and I mean, people can basically get a gun without a background check. But I also heard that they'll allow guns on school buses now like chaperones can just them on school buses that's my understanding yeah 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 because um and then and and then for um off-duty police officers they can carry guns on school grounds um without notifying anybody i believe um um and yeah there's just a lot of little chipping away at safety measures you know um Mm -hmm uh that that they that they've been aiming for for quite a long time um and are finally doing it um and it's really it's scary um i mean they keep coming up with new ways to to make things a little bit less safe like a few years ago they took away the ability like this is just an administrative rule by the reynolds administration they took away the ability to for parents to know if there's a loaded gun or if there's a gun on site at a daycare center. So we have no right to know that. And as someone who until COVID hit sent kids to daycare, like that's terrifying, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's just, and what purpose does that serve? So it's like they're finding just little ways 
to keep to keep nudging away from safety, um, and and that's it's really really problematic. Exactly. I mean, most of this these provisions aren't even protecting responsible gun owners. It's just no, you know, not at all protecting people who shouldn't have guns. Honestly, so. right. I mean, the only people who benefit from not having a background check are bad actors, and that's it. Mm. Like people who shouldn't have a gun to begin with. So, yeah. Um, the other policy, one of the other policies that they did just the day before that in the House was um, voting to end what they termed as divisive diversity training. And, I mean, for all the talk about freedom um, in the gun debate and promoting the freedom of gun owners, um, they ripped away any freedom or autonomy from local school districts, schools, um, to, to, to run their own independently minded, uh, diversity education. So I don't know if you want, like what you thought about, mm. uh, what you thought about that. It was just frustrating and horrible watching certain representatives like Skylar Wheeler, like use quotes from Martin Luther King to try to promote his agenda and Sandy Salmon saying that this was like Marxism. I mean, that's just ridiculous. They were almost trying to explain racism like what it is in their view to you know black legislators who just spoke and they tried to correct them it's ridiculous so i mean that was just hard to watch overall and i think it's really representative of uh, the iowa republicans right now yeah it's um it's just like hopelessly out of touch terrible mm-hmm. and like and and blatantly like and, and racist, whether it's their intention to be or not. I mean, um, it's it just is, um, and and th- those kind of discussions have to happen in order for things to improve. Um, and they're just squelching that. So, mm-hmm. um, I hope that that it can get like minimized, or um, I hope that that can get corrected a little bit. But we shall see. Yeah. Uh, Another last one for session, horrible stuff going on. Uh, The House and Senate both voted to allow landlords to deny housing to Iowans if they're using housing vouchers. They did that this week. Uh, This is just putting landlords above low-income families in Iowa. And it's just, I found it quite disgraceful. Uh, What was your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's just mean-spirited. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. like, why would you want to prevent someone from using every resource possible to have a home? Like, there's no there's no real downside to doing this, you know, like it's just, it's just, I mean, there's, there's just no reason for it. There's no like to, Mm -hmm. to kick, to like, to, to make it harder for someone to have a roof over their head. I mean, everyone should have, should be able to have a safe place to call home. Um, and, and it's not just to their benefit, it's to everyone's in our society, our community. And that's who we ought to be. Um, we want to be as a state so i don't i don't understand it um um i don't know if that made the the list or not but um but it but i if it if it hasn't it, it may may very well end up there uh for the for the for the extreme 16 too so exactly we can put nominations at the bottom of the list that's right so. that's right so yeah so i didn't i didn't think it made the initial list but what mm-hmm. i think it could be a dark, good a bad dark horse so yeah for sure uh, moving on to more crazy stuff. So Reynolds and Grassley, they both got these crazy polls this week where the majority of Iowans don't want them to run again in 2022. 
what was your take on all this? I agree. Um, <laughs> I, the, uh, I mean, the Iowa poll is like the gold standard for polling, too. I mean, we saw that last fall. Everyone thought that Ann Selzer had, you know, gone off the deep end when she showed that, you know, the margin in the Ernst and Greenfield race and all the, you know, all the different things that, that, that showed, but, but it proved once again that she, unfortunately, I mean, in that case, unfortunately knew, no, you know, had her, uh, finger on the heartbeat, uh, on the pulse of, of Iowa voters mm-hmm. of Iowans. And I think that's the case now. I mean, it's not just that, I mean, for Grassley specifically, it's not just that 55% hope that he doesn't run. It's that only 28% hope he will. And his approval rating was at 48%, under 50% for the first time in maybe ever, certainly for like a super long time. So he is, mm-hmm. if he's going to run, he's starting off on a, in a very weak position. And it's no surprise why. I mean, he's voted against against the interests of Iowa families um, in so many different ways for health care, for, I mean, for... Um, uh, in giving tax breaks to the to the extremely wealthy, to being a one man political roadblock for the Supreme Court. Um, I mean, he's just embarrassed himself in our state for the last several years. Um, but uh, and Reynolds, same thing. I mean, fifty two percent hope she doesn't run. I mean, again, I agree with both of these sentiments, but I think it's very yeah. indicative of uh, um, of of where people are. Um, when it relates to those those two, so yeah, what do you mean, think? Both of their responses to COVID have just been horrible. So yep, I think that, yep, yep. that has really played into it. Especially, I mean, Chuck Grassley voting against you know stimulus checks, hate all of that. I mean, even Joni Ernst saying that you know GOP can't campaign about their votes against uh, COVID aid. We'll see what he does. You know, if he's really going to campaign off of that, because I think it'll just <laughs> you know turn to some horrible stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It'll just be interesting. But I saw an article that after the polling, he said he wasn't swayed by the data. He's just going to go off of, you know, other, like, what his family wants, what he wants. What about yeah. what he wants, you know? But, exactly. I mean, he should uh, work for us. He should work for us. He ought to be done. I mean, he ought to have been done a long time ago. Um, I mean, I know, I think we tweeted this out, but, like, Drake men's basketball won their first game first NCAA tournament game in 50 years yesterday. And um, at that point in time, Grassley had already been in office for like 12 years or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was first elected in 1958 and he's been on the government dime since then. So time to go. I mean, this is, it's, um, it's, it's just, just, it, it, it's, it's, it's time. Let's just, let's be done. Chuck. Uh, moving on to some more positive news. Uh, vaccines are ramping up nationally and they're going to be ramping up in Iowa because of that. We just, I think we're hitting the goal of a hundred million vaccines, uh, yeah. more than a month before the hundred day goal. So that's amazing. It's really impressive. Um, it's, <laughs> and, and we're at a point nationally where like, we're so far ahead of where we'd hope to be that maybe we'll be able to send some overseas to or to other countries. I just read something about sending vaccinate vaccines to Canada and Mexico, and I'm sure there's going to be pushback to that. Um, I don't care because this is yeah. not, this is a borderless problem. I mean, COVID mm-hmm. and we've quickly, uh, the United States has quickly gone from a laughing stock in, as far as the response goes to at least on the vaccination front, a world leader 
in production of vaccines. And so if we have excess, if we have, if we have the ability to do it, we ought to be sending it uh, to whoever we can because the sooner that the entire world reaches the herd immunity from vaccination, the sooner we can all move on from this. Um, right. So anyway, it's just great that it's ramping up. I'm just like thrilled that that they're act that they're delivering on this on this promise. Yeah, for sure. I'm very excited to possibly get the vaccine sooner mm-hmm. rather than look later. Exactly. I'm on the, uh, what's it called? They have like these waste lists. Yeah. You know, like if they're gonna throw them away, like Walmart has those right now. So hopefully. Are you on a lot of those? I'm on like two. Hopefully, everyone just goes to their appointments. So. You know, I don't want to take it from anyone else, but if it's sure, but the trash, take it, it take know. it if you can get it, because there's no, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's our response, everyone's responsibility to get vaccinated, right? Like, I mean, yeah. so if you're out there listening, please take the vaccine um, if you can. Exactly. During the legislative session, bills move quickly, and by the time you check your email, that advocacy alert may be too late. Now you can get text messages from Progress Iowa for the latest news and action alerts. Just text JOIN to 515-417-3320. We'll send petitions, phone numbers for key members of the legislature, and more to keep you informed. That's J-O-I-N to 515-417-3320 for text message updates from Progress Iowa. Uh, some more good news. Checks hit this week. Mm-hmm. My little note uh, for the stimulus. You know, that's amazing because $1,400 is really crucial right now. And there were so many other amazing things in the bill. So. Totally. And I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of the memes of this, but I, I love all the the, the 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 memes. Like when you get the stimulus check, like you roll into five guys and say, send me the sixth guy or like, what you know, all the different funny things that people are, are sharing, but uh, but it really is important and helpful for uh, for every American, but and and for people with kids, you know, we have like we're getting a little extra support for that, and it's it's really important. And a lot of times that money will just go right out the door, but that's kind of the whole point because it's just covering expenses and recovering things you you already need or or in some cases stimulating the economy. So that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a good thing, no matter, no matter how you shake it. So, yeah. Exactly. I saw this uh, Des Moines Register uh, editorial where it's saying, if you think it's a waste, just give the money back. I thought that was a great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. If you, if you really don't, I mean, or like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd take, you know, you can send it to me. Yeah. That's fine. Or, or probably someone who maybe even, who certainly there are people who need it more. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. send it back, send it to, donate charity, you know, whatever, you know, but there's no obligation to keep it. So yeah, exactly. if you're really that opposed, I love it. Last up for news, we have a really somber topic. Uh, this week in Atlanta, a white man shot and killed eight Asian Americans, which is just part of a larger pattern of increasing hate crimes against Asian Americans in the last year. I mean, this was just really horrible and I believe it was definitely motivated by race. So it was just uh, really hard. Uh, new story this week for sure yeah and this is something that our organization obviously condemns with every you know every mm-hmm. bit of energy that we that we possibly can and um and it's this this intersection uh, apparently you know it at least appears to be this intersection of race gender um that where like this this um the, the, where the, the the shooter 
just is uh, yet another um, uh, white man who has done this. And so I think mm -hmm. um, uh, there's been a lot of good points made about like the trending or the, the upward tick in the upward trend in violence against Asian Americans. And that is true, obviously, and disturbing and awful. Um, but what the but a consistent theme of this is is the infliction of violence and uh, gun violence from um, from white men and mm -hmm. and so that I think is a a, a, a steady uh, and disturbing trend as well. So I think that's something that should be called out and pointed out too. Um, but it's it's really really um, troubling to see it. Um, and, and I think there's been a lot more attention paid to it. Sadly, it took, I mean, when it takes something like this, but, um, but there's been more attention paid to the violence and been more attention paid to the language that has been used over the last year, um, by president Trump, even Chuck Grassley, um, calling it the Chinese virus or other even worse things that we're not going to repeat here. Um, mostly from the white that, that was from the White House, so I think that kind of language directly feeds into this. So that needs to be pointed out as well. So um, hopefully, in a, like a cultural and educational opportunity, but a real awful tragedy. For sure, I think seeing Chuck Grassley's tweet even yesterday mm -hmm. about his name for the virus, I think it was just disgusting, horrible time. But I mean, he knew what the story was anyway, so. Clearly is ignorant and, in my opinion, racist, but yeah, mm -hmm. that was the overall feelings for it. It's crazy. Yeah, um, he needs to apologize for that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still up. It's been a day. It's ridiculous. So, next up, we have our hot takes where we switch modes a little bit and give our opinions on hot topics of the week. The main topic is, of course, March Madness. It is starting up. Um, we just had Drake's game when Thursday night. So that was exciting as I did go to drink. It was great. Yeah, it was a yeah, huge win. We watched, I don't know, did you, I assume you watched it. Yeah, like it yeah. was just, just a crazy, crazy finish. Um, um, I mean, that last second shot from Wichita State could not have been closer. I mean, off the front of the rim. Mm -hmm. But I thought Drake was done for down 10 points a couple times or something like mm -hmm. that. So down a lot. Um so I don't know. I, I I do have them losing in the next round to USC though. So and I know I'm sorry, but uh, um, who do you have winning uh, overall? Well, since I know nothing about basketball, I'm Doesn't just matter. gonna choose okay. just gonna choose Drake because like if I say it's not gonna be Drake, then if it happens, I'm gonna feel responsible. Like it was my fault, so I'm just gonna say Drake. I get that. I get that. Um, so I have Gonzaga. Um, uh, and I also saw that Barack Obama, who releases his bracket every year, picked mm -hmm. Gonzaga as well. So I, I like I'm feeling good about that just from a personal yeah. standpoint, not necessarily from a basketball standpoint. So yeah. gotcha. Um, I mean, anything we'll see. that you agree on with Obama, you know, it's gold. That's right. That's right. So <clears throat> next up, we have our shout outs where you looked up. Great work happening all over the state. If you have any recommendations, place them to at Progress Iowa or at Public FM. Um, this week, we really want to shout out the Iowa Asian Alliance and Amanda Levin. Um, she's at the Alliance and they've just been really advocating this week um, for obviously 
uh, stopping hate against Asian Americans, and they've been really committed to putting out resources to help. Um, so I just think that was some really great work and needed work this week for sure. What a Week is produced by Progress Iowa as part of the Pollock Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are mixed and edited by Greg Hallenstein. For more information, visit pollock.fm, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week on What a Week.